Hey team, so before we get stuck into today's episode, which is a part two of last week's episode, uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening. I guess the whole intention of the podcast is to be able to have meaningful conversation with awesome people. So to know that there's a couple hundred of you guys listening every week is is a pretty cool feeling. Um, So thank you if you are enjoying the podcast and you have suggestions for guests or topics or anything, um, please send me a message, let us know, um, hit me up on Instagram or email or anything like that. Um, or if you have other people that you think might benefit from these conversations, then please uh, send them a link, um, pause it for a second, jump on your phone, press that little share button and send it to someone uh, who you think might get something out of these conversations. Um, we are also on Spotify now, so um, apparently that's good. So for you Android humans, um, for anyone that, or iPhone as well, so Apple and Android, we're now available on Spotify. For you, well, you, you're you're already going to know because you're listening to it, so you're going to know where we're available. But if you are listening on iTunes and you wanted to jump on Spotify, you can do that. If you're listening on Podbean, um, same dealio. Um, but yeah, today's episode is part two of Coop and Tommy uh, chatting about certain topics for 15 minutes. We've got three topics today, um, heavily based around happiness. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get stuck in. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. All right. We're at week two of uh, Coop and Tommy and Lockie talk things for 15 minutes. So if you missed last week, it's a bit wordy. If you missed last week, shoot yourself uh, back to... <laughs> pause. Well, yeah. well no, pause. Let me, let me change my language. Pause for a pause, pause for a second and um, scroll a little bit down in your uh, podcast feed and jump back into episode 62 uh, part one of this episode where we spoke about a bunch of different stuff. This is just a follow-on from that. So we've got three more topics. We'll set the duck up. Um, Samuel L. Quaxon to, to quack every every 15 minutes and, yeah, see what we dive into. So first topic for the day, lads. <coughs> oh, good. So this is Tommy's. <laughs> the Virtus podcast just got a sponsor, three exclamation marks. Made Up Travel Incorporated has given us $10,000 to spend on a trip for three of us. Where do we go? What do we do? Good. Let's do it. Really All good. Right. Awesome. Coop start. Yeah. Man. Uh, 10K, three of us. Good. So, I'm bringing, first question I'm bringing KP. You're bringing KP? Uh, yes. Well, sure. So there's six of us. Yeah, that ten k is going as far. Um, I think 
It'd be cool to do, I know like he's already done it, but South America would be awesome. Or Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of us would be to Africa. I think we're talking about more uncharted, more yeah, less civilised, mm. as we would call it, civilised, I guess. Like Western civilised. Yeah, yeah. Places. We can <laughs> Pretty unfair to call places uncivilised. No, but, well. <laughs> but we can talk about like like happiness levels and stuff. And obviously yeah. the what yeah. we would, um, as um, living in affluent first world societies that yeah. the happiness mm. levels that we have as a society are it's lower than those of some third world countries and you know war-torn areas and stuff like that but that's that's for another another topic but yeah. i think i think what i'd love to do would would be and this kind of helps with my way of how i like to travel but i would love to do a kind of a, like we pack a package yeah. Um, like Perfect World, you do a package. We all go to the airport, and we just jump on one of the first five flights. Like, yeah. Wow. Um, but it it needed to be to another um, another continent. So yeah, I think we'd put it maybe in a hat. We go Europe, um, South America, North America, yeah. Africa, um, and go to one of them. Yeah, that's cool. Do it. Or or like like Asia. Um, and just kind of raff, raffle it off yeah. and give ourselves maybe like like 10k obviously wouldn't go that far depends where you are so I feel like in yeah. Asia maybe okay. it could go a fair yeah. way say, say we can dip into our savings just go yeah. we're jumping on a flight um, yeah. obviously it's going to be somewhere where you can need a visa and then we just travel from there yeah. and then we just decide as we go like yeah. I what kind of stuff would you want to do along the way like what are, what are things that you do when you travel so for me I'm always looking for like coffee obviously yep. that's a big thing for me reason being from my experience I've always found that baristas and those kind of hospitality people are very plugged into the culture yep. the local culture they <laughs> yep. understand where to go for drinks later or where to go get the best local cuisine mm. what to do and what what not to get stuck into doing the touristy generic version of that city or place um, they're bit. so plugged yeah. in and yep. like imagine if someone came to Verdus or came to Common Folk when I was working and said, hey, I'm over here from yeah. Norway. What, what do you do on the peninsula? Like, oh, man, you do this, you do this, yeah. you do this. Like, yeah. You don't go to Jetty Road because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Ding. <laughs> no, you definitely do because Jetty Road is amazing and their pale is one of the best. You're welcome, Greg. Their IPA sucks, so. <laughs> well, it's not an IPA because only five minutes. <laughs> Sorry, Blake. Um, but you would tell them so many amazing things yeah. to do and you would yeah. get so excited and genuinely so you proud that as kind of like your a, location. A launch for yeah, each. Kind of so trying to find thing. some plugged in kind of yeah. similar aged people in those places is yeah. such a great way to kick off. Yeah. And often you'll see the the site. So for instance, in New York, you're going to go past Times Square on your way to get good coffee and food. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. Like yeah. instead yeah. of maybe intentionally doing those things like obviously in some places you have to but yeah. buy product of your experience yeah you, you find you'll get a local's experience instead of going on the the yeah. tour or doing the generic yeah. version of it yeah. like experience it how a local would see yeah. like the Empire State Building daily from a different location than I don't know whatever yeah. else kind of does to see it it's yeah. that's a great example like everyone will go up the Empire State Building yeah. to get a great view but if you go up the Chrysler Building then yeah. you get to see the Empire State. Exactly. It's in your skyline. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you get that from learning from locals or yeah, exactly. actually, there's this really cool rooftop bar which has an amazing view and really good cocktails and you can see it from there. Yeah. Like, awesome. 
learning that from a local, you yeah. can build a relationship and, and a friendship yeah. and those kind of things. I just this guy take me on a tour of Bolivia, like <laughs> a tour of um, La Paz in Bolivia. So yeah. it's just like, how cool is this? Like he's been here a week and a half. I'm like, what have been the best bits? He's been lucky enough to meet a few locals and I jumped in. We hung out for the day and just did some really cool shit. And it was just like, exactly. I would have done none of this if it was just, just me. So I think yeah, like from like going on from that point is just, Two, two kind of reasons I travel is just to experience cool shit that I haven't done or seen or or whatever before. Um, the unknown, because I guess I've got a fairly structured life, lifestyle, like, you know, you'll find me in the same place, the same times most days. Um, yep. So having that lack of structure is really important to me. And yeah, I just, agree and just meeting cool people. So, like, <clears throat> host, like obviously you, you get to a point where maybe you grow out of hostels a little bit, but... Like I loved being in hostels and just sitting at the bar or having breakfast and just talking to people. Um, like I met some, like I'll use my late, latest adventure as, as an example, but from when I left the group we were with for the last three weeks, like I just did what I felt I wanted to do. Like I know I knew where I was going. Like I knew three or four stops along the way, but how I was going to spend those last three weeks didn't really know. Um, and the, the people I met and connected with, um, like still see this stuff popping up on Facebook now and like Instagram. So I've been able to connect with people from all, all over the world. Yeah. Um, so I think that connection is a big part and that's what's important to me as well. But, but I think for, for the next trip, or the next big trip if we were to, to go like I'd love to get a group of my favourite people in the world do that kind of trip so yeah. not a structured we go here we go here we go here yeah. on this day we do this on this day we do this like it's just you know if we want to stay this place for an extra week we do if we yeah. want to you yeah. know grab our stuff and jump on a plane to somewhere else let's do it like yeah. um, I think the aut- autonomy to be able to make those decisions yeah. do that but then the the balls to be able to actually execute some of them rather yeah, than just exactly. saying, oh, we should do this. Um, and not some countries it. are easier to do it than others. Yeah. Like, so trips I've done with Danny and Heath in the yeah. past, book stuff like the afternoon <laughs> slash evening off. You're like, <laughs> On oh, your way to <laughs> like, where are we staying tonight? Like, yeah. doesn't matter. Very easy in America because so many apps and things that you can use and mm. 24-hour check-ins is the best thing. That's big advice. Find those with 24-hour check-in because yeah. you never know what time you get getting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just having that ability to go the day's mine I can start it when I want to start it and I can finish it when I want to finish mm-hmm. it and I can get exactly out of it what I want and yep. to be honest like the things that go wrong like missing trains in Scotland <laughs> yeah. with Danny and things yeah. like that they make for the best stories and experiences mm-hmm. and you, hit, you, you don't really yourself. remember the stuff that goes exactly to plan like yeah. Yeah. as much you remember the stuff that like went a bit awry <laughs> a bit unexpected yeah. like yeah. If it goes exactly how you thought it was, why are you traveling? Like, yeah. <laughs> you could have yeah, just exactly. stayed at home and imagined it mm. to some yeah. degree. Like, yeah. you want the the uniqueness and the, the experience. unique experiences. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. And being able to experience it and share it with the people you love is probably like the best, the yeah. best part of it. Um, yeah. But also have those experiences and those times when you can just go and do it by yourself. Um, yeah. I think. I, I think I've talked about solitude a little bit but that I think yeah. it's really important to to want to or to understand what it's like to be by yourself and not necessarily need someone else there to enjoy it like yeah. I know that say if one of you boys or KP came with me on that trip it would still have been amazing but it would have been different yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like I'd love to 
go back and experience like Machu Picchu and um, Iguazu Falls and Patagonia with other people mm. because it I get a whole different look at it yeah um, and like that you know how people say like I've like, and, I, and like I'm guilty of it every now and again before I catch myself but like oh, I've done New Zealand or I've done South America like yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been I've, go back. yeah exactly I've been to 1% of of 1% of that yeah, area yeah totally um, and I don't know you can go back to like I could go back to the same hostels in in Bolivia and meet completely different people from have a completely, completely different parts different of the world experience. Yeah. and have a different experience yeah. um, there's definitely value in in doing things by yourself and I agree like I went to the US by myself and I loved it and I loved being able to just do my own thing and having the independence to if I want to go somewhere one day then I'll go and do it without having to check with someone else and make sure that they want to do that as well Yeah. Um, but saying that I'd love to go back and I'd love to go back with with some mates or with Sally Ann and do the same trip and it would be completely different. Yeah. And mm. I think I would, I think I probably would enjoy it now a lot more than I would, than I did. Mm. Yeah. When I, I was by myself. And then it's knowing each other that you go with. So like, yeah. <clears throat> I know that there's a good chance that we'd probably get on really well going on a trip because we believe the same, the same things in terms of like, we want to have that exploration part of it and not yeah. just everything locked in. Um, we want to have similar experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are more compatible to travel than others. Like yeah. some people like structured organized because yeah. they couldn't deal with the, I don't know, unknown. What's and the thing? Like, uncertainty. And people and around. It can, like some places you can't be that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some yeah. Places, yeah. As much as you like to yeah. be in yeah. free and in the wind, like you just yeah. can't. Um, Especially those like you said undeveloped countries <laughs> where add a different language into the yeah. mix like well yeah like that. that's, that's where it gets gets really difficult totally. right like I was really lucky for the first two or three weeks of the South America trip that we were with a bunch of people that spoke Spanish right so yeah. we were kind of learning off them on the go yeah. so by the time that I was by myself mm-hmm. I, I could I could com- I could like comprehend what people were saying in certain, mm-hmm. certain situations and I was able to actually communicate what I was trying to say mm-hmm. Then when I got to Brazil for a week, that was quite difficult because I didn't speak any Portuguese. Portuguese. Um, I could recite the Nando's menu, but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> so, what was it like being not able to speak the language by yourself? Because like, uh, I experienced it in France with Georgie where yeah. we were speaking English and like they can speak English, but it's like we're kind of Iceland and it's kind of a really different, nice feeling to be yeah. just the two of us talking. and Yeah. What was it like being by yourself? In um, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. it's, I was scared—not scared as in like scared for my safety or anything—but I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, yeah. one time I got off a bus at like eleven thirty at night and jumped in a taxi and just kind of like trying I to winged it. <laughs> just wing, like winged it. I'm just like, like trying to like use um, like hand signals and stuff as to yeah. like sleep and like. Google Translate wasn't working for Portuguese because it ha- I thought it had downloaded, but it hadn't. Oh, and like, so it was just it was cool because like they get it that you yeah. don't speak the language and it's not a well fuck you you don't speak the language thing. It's like oh I'll just help. And I think you know I've always kind of had that belief that most people just want to help. And like yes, yeah. some people are going to take advantage of that. But I was fortunate enough to not yeah. feel unsafe and not feel like that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool because I was just stuck in my head and, yeah. and I mm. was able to experience. It's kind of like being a fly on the wall yeah. in a different country. Yeah. Um, you can't, like, I people watch for a couple of days. Like, I 
just completely zoned out of having to think sometimes because I was just yeah watching and it was it was hard um, but it was relatively easy once I let go of the con- need for control and yeah. the need to do it because I think I could have made myself really anxious yeah. and really frustrated if I yeah, become, let it get to me become detached from your situation yeah. and you just accept it's that acceptance of I'm in this environment which yeah. I'm unfamiliar with and maybe a little bit uncomfortable with yeah. but I getting buses was hard get by. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah I'd like point point to a map and go Iguazu and then and, but like they say it differently yeah <laughs> like, oh, such a green map yeah there was one, I can't I can't remember what the word was but there was one word that we're, that we're saying wrong the whole time Dead. and it was something really oh it's going to drive me crazy <coughs> it was something That's really funny. obvious but yeah. I was trying to say it and it's just like yeah. um oh no there was when we were in Japan um we Kyle and I got to the station um like somehow bought a ticket somehow like we were literally from from (laughs) from, happened I don't know how it happened from from Tokyo (laughs) to getting on the um, Shinkansen bullet train to getting on the local train we talked to a couple of people and had no idea what they were saying they had no idea what we were saying but we were just like trying to point to maps and stuff that's awesome um but then we got to Mayoko where the Johnson's um, hotel is and so the hotel's called Refray get around it but so we, so there was like literally 11.30 at night like this stuff travelling places really late at night but um, we, like, it was snowing we had our bags I didn't have any snow gear because I was borrowing it all off Dan while we were, while we were there and we <laughs> and we were like there was one taxi driver. There was no one for a while. Then one taxi driver pulls up and we said, Refray Hotel. Like, we knew it was close. Yeah. Um, like, it's in the same, like, little, I don't know if you call it, you call it a suburb. Um, but it was like, no idea. Like, he f- had no clue. We couldn't find the address. We obviously didn't have any Wi-Fi or anything like that. Um, Dan had just gone out and drank beers instead of coming and hanging out, like, coming to find us. Um, priorities. Priorities. <laughs> but, so it turns out, like... It's really sim- simple. That, like Japanese don't pronounce R's. It's not part of their language. So it's left leg. <laughs> so it's an L instead of an R. Yeah. And it took him calling another taxi driver friend and that taxi mm-hmm. driver friend calling another taxi driver friend for him, for him to go, left leg? No. I guess. Yes. <laughs> Let's just yes. sleep there. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's the from, from uh, grade one to year nine doing Japanese did fuck all for me. <laughs> <laughs> but but just like it's such a simple yeah like such a simple thing um for you to not be able to communicate basic yeah. things mm-hmm. but like I'll remember, I'll remember that feeling of like oh we're yeah. fucked here we had no idea what we're doing well, I had one in France um and I had an exchange with a French guy and I made him believe I was French because I didn't say a word of English. I was like, go back to the car. I was like, he thinks I'm French. Like, <laughs> didn't have to use any English. I was like, bonjour. <laughs> Merci. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he doesn't even know I'm Australian. It's like, I reckon he knew. He probably did. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, didn't have to speak English. What a winner. Just little things like that. They make, I don't know. Is Do you guys have like one travel destination that you want to go to like, <sighs> before, you, before you die or before you die? You know? So many. I it's think too many. I don't have one where I'm just like, that's where I want to go no, next. Like, Philippines is going to be our next trip and it's going to be awesome. But it's not like there's one place there that I want to go. Like yeah. Machu Picchu was like one. Yeah. Um, Patagonia was one. Yeah. It'd be Chavarez. cool to see all this, the seven wonders. I reckon that'd be something yeah. that, even though they're such, it's almost like 
it's such a popular tourist destination that it's kind of ruins it. Yeah, I realize that there's reasons for it though. Like it's, it's just sand, that, the top yeah, of the falls or like Santo Machu Picchu. You just like wow. that. This is this is going to be like people are going to talk it up too much. It's going to be one of those underwhelming things. And you yeah. get there, and it's like wow. Whew. I had like, that with the Grand Canyon. It's been yeah, talked up so Grand many Canyon times. Like eh. Yeah. Like cool, but I just come through like I did the north side with Heath right. and then back down through Flagstaff to the south where yeah. you go into it and I was like, I've just seen all these canyons, it's kind of like the underwhelming. Underwhelmed me now. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah. some of the other stuff was like yeah. more incredible and more remote and more unique. Yeah. Like I think yeah. Those it's like so hard to tempt you just like yeah. have to like Yeah, that yeah, was like Yeah. I imagine like standing in front of the <clears throat> the pyramids. Yeah. That yeah. would be pretty epic. And just to think that humans, a human civilization, <coughs> three thousand well, let's not open thousands up, of years let's ago. Let's not open up a, a Pandora's box, mate. I don't know if it was humans. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if, if I edited my podcast, I could put the X Files music over top of this. Um, yeah, I think I'd love to go to Antarctica, but it's not like yeah, like like pulling at me. Yeah, um, and it's pyramids and like Colosseum. I think it'd be stuff like really that. cool too. This the is ancient a bit, world, bit random, but. Somewhere like Iran. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I've had people I've talked to who've gone there say that even though there's such like a stigma around it, yeah. that the people there are actually lovely, the food's awesome. Yeah. There's no real feeling of being unsafe. Yeah. I don't know. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, imagine. Yeah. There, there's the line. Like, I, just, I have no desire. I have I just no like, desire. what the heck's going on in here? Yeah. Um, like, to be able to get in and out safely... It's terrible. Just be like, what's going on? Like, I think that used to be a Michael Jordan person, but now it's like Kim just like dunking. What the heck? Like, like what? What's going on in there? The, the World Cup, single handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do that, mate. Like you hear the joke about all those articles, but I wonder like how much of it is actually true propaganda and what's actually happening on the inside. Yeah. Just to be like, yeah, you're kidding me. This is happening. Yeah, it's a different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be so weird. Like my kind of desire around travel now, like rightly or wrongly, is to experience more countries yeah so like you know it's not a yeah. like tick the boxes just get there but have an think experience. of the 12 or 13 countries I've been to each one I've got specific memories from either by, yeah. like who I was with or what it was like yeah and you know if I can have if I can add another 30 countries to that list over the next yeah. 10 years then awesome yeah girls. yeah next one sorry I forgot to start the timer for that so it was like a little longer but that's okay play on Ooh. As you were. Whose do I go next? Pick out a hat, mate. Yeah, I might put the hat on. I know. <laughs> so, I can see. So, <laughs> in this so the next one's something that... So this is a conversation, a part of a conversation that we've had and that um, it came up again this morning. So I was just like, I'll just throw it in. And it's reciprocity. So doing things because you either... Like, why do we do nice things for other people? And why do we create things? And why do we have... Um, certain conversations and why do we put ourselves in positions is it for our own um, like benefit or is it for the other person's benefit and do we do it expect always expecting nothing in return do we have that subconscious, subconscious I'm going to do this nice, nice thing because it might come back to me um, yeah what do you guys think for me um, I don't know I'm, I'd like to think and I think a lot of people have told me it but I do live my life very much trying to serve others and do everything for other people yeah. probably and uh, you've told me this and other people have told me this I need to look after myself a bit better mm. but I just 
it's probably a lot to do with my faith and I just think <laughs> the philosophy is if you live to help and benefit other people yeah. they'll do the same and it'll come back to you yeah. Um, yeah. I get a lot of self-fulfillment and purpose from doing stuff for other people so it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like you're waiting for it to be returned or you're not keeping checks and balances Yeah, it's very much you do it because you believe that that's the best way to live and you're building up the community making the community better and yeah. the world a better place slowly um, just living selfish, selflessly yeah. for me is it's how I've lived for probably since like 19 now like yeah. consciously like yeah. all those years ago oh so long ago <laughs> very yeah. clean shaven back then it's much, <laughs> much better now it's shit now you got rid of it I shaved it but it's coming back yeah. you definitely did that for yourself because no one else wants to see your face <laughs> wow savage uh, <laughs> well, I think I like your beard right <laughs> yeah fair but no I don't know it's like I totally get it and I think there's a balance yeah. I think there's a balance but for me I would skew more to looking after others and and living to help mm. build others up hoping that that would then come back what goes around comes around yeah not expecting it but like hoping that by doing that I'm making the world a better place and that I'll be lifted up like what's that yeah. quote about like a rising tide like, a, a rising tide floats all boats yeah so to that in that <laughs> floats all boats <laughs> good I paraphrase it but I like it but <laughs> it's better that's probably how I would think about it is if, yeah. if I'm doing my part yeah. to kind of build up everyone else I'll kind of get dragged up with and being looked after in that kind of respect I think I think all of our responses are going to be fairly similar in that we our, our vision or our purpose is to help is to serve others and make the world a better place so, and by uh, by serving others we'll be fulfilled ourselves yeah and there's something I was listening to a podcast the other day with Logan again I'm fangirling a lot at the moment but um, he was talking about how to make the world a better place or how to be a better human and let that uh, serve the community or the broader community is yeah. to give back to others. Yeah. But that needs to come from a place of self-respect, self-respect yeah. and yeah. come from a place of truth yeah. rather than a place of self-sacrifice. Yeah. So you're not, you're not serving others to be a martyr mm. and to be be seen as someone who oh you're, you're so you're so selfless and you're yeah. such a giver and you're such a good person yeah you know that's not the reason why we do it we do it for their sole purpose to help others yeah. and lift them up yeah it's like it's like a parent sacrificing the, their quality of life for their kids yeah and in the end doesn't help because then the kids see see that cycle and you almost need to that parent needs to be looking after their kids but teaching them how important it is to respect this themselves and mm. to look after themselves and right. their time is valuable and all that kind of stuff because you know you see those um, certain relationships in our society where like, we'll use a parent for example where they the kids just walk all over them because the parent just wants to please their kids mm-hmm. um, and one of and that's likely to come back later in life when they expect the child to look after them in, yeah. in their retirement or mm. when they need the help themselves Mm. yeah and I think I get like I kind of look at this from a couple of different angles it's you need to look after yourself first you need to create your environment cultivate your life first 
Otherwise, you're giving from a place like where where you're losing ground. Um, if you cultivate your like mindset, environment, um, work ethic, all those kind of things, you can give a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's like we talked about before about not being uh, money driven. And like I'm definitely not money driven. Like if anything. I want less in my life to make it more fulfilled. Minimalism was something I was going to talk about this way today, but I forgot to write it down. Um, but like, I find more joy with less. I'm trying to find more joy in less, yeah. and I am in certain areas of, of my life. But if I don't have energy and time and things to give, then I can't necessarily create momentum for anyone else. And like, we use the example of. Um, our birthday bash every year how we how we try and raise money for Rye like I first of all I do that for Rye but I get a whole lot of like happy fluttery feelings when mm. when I see that make a difference and I see our community get around mm. those legends and see them actually help mm-hmm. so I think everyone wants to help but like there's no there is no such thing as true altruism where mm. you, you help yeah purely for the benefit of someone else and without anything in return yeah um, you do need to be selfish sometimes I think yeah yeah mm. and I think like you were saying it, it'll come back and, yeah. it, and it does yeah. but what we need to understand is that if I tip in and help say you with something for the next six months then I don't need to expect something back from you but yeah. it'll come back in other parts of my life yeah it doesn't have to come back from that person. It's not a direct. It's not a direct trade for trade. No, um, it's not a, a checks and balances either. It's yeah. it's yeah. You and like we talked about with time, like your time is more valuable sometimes than you realize. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the act of sacrificing for someone else potentially, or giving up something for someone else, or mm-hmm. trying to do something for someone else. Yeah. It'll come back, and someone else will want to do something for you and look after you, and yeah. it might not be the same person, might be someone else, might be in a different way, but. Yeah, it's that's that's how I feel, and I yeah. just I want to live in a community that's like that that yeah. looks after others. Yeah, yeah. well, I think flip it to a community that looks after. Well, it's not a community then if you're just looking after yourself, and yeah. that's the that's the issue for me. Is looking after yourself first is important. I agree. Yeah, but if you're always looking, how how can I fix myself? How can I yeah make myself better? but then you're not sharing that outwardly. Like, you, you might be a better person, like, factually, but if you're not then using yeah. that to help build your community back up, what's yeah. the point? Like, yeah. And then it's just that ecosystem <coughs> of, of people that want to help and want to support yeah. you, and then everyone in your circle are, like, getting around you when you're up and about, but then getting up and helping you when, yeah. you, yeah. when you're not. Like, I love, um, I meant, like I mentioned before, but Grant, someone that, like, I see him struggling with shit at work, and, like, my first thing is like I just want to like help like help him yeah. look after himself a little bit better or yeah. you know give him a um, a sounding board for like what's going on and stuff like that and then like a week later like I'll just do that because it makes me feel better being able to help and I know that'll help him but a week later he'll be like you look like shit what's up yeah yeah <laughs> and it's just that honest ability to be able to mm-hmm. communicate with each other and, and around what's happening and like there's so many I find myself the people and the circles that I'm surrounding myself in with, people start to notice more when you're up and when you're not. Yeah. Um, and you're actually able to, like, I don't, like, I don't have faith like you have faith. I don't believe, you know, like a higher divine power or anything like that. But I think one of the things I do believe in is 
is it's energy that yeah. it, the more energy that you can create within yourself and give out the more it will come back to you um, yeah. one of the one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me um, it was so most of us have heard the quote if you don't design your own life plan chances are you'll fall into someone else's and guess what they have planned for you not much um, yeah. <laughs> that's so I really like that quote in the fact that you're responsible and you're in charge of whatever the fuck happens to you in life yeah <clears throat> but one of the things like someone's like Greg said to me once was and he kind of said it to the team um, but he said except except for Lockie who's trying to design a mutually beneficial life plan yeah and like I remember like I remember like he probably just like said it, he probably would have forgotten but it was something that I remembered and I was just like that is exactly what I'm trying to do because yeah. it's you know what's good for what's good for the swarm is good for the bee kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if I try by myself and fail, then I fail. If I try by myself and succeed, then I succeed. But that's not enough for me. Like I want that group of people, that community, that family of people yeah. that are... want to see others it, rise. Yeah, want to see others rise and are in it for the long term. Like it doesn't have to be in it for the long term in terms of um, in the same position, doing the same shit in 20 years. But... You know, if it's a part of your life or a chapter in your life or a season in your life, then and you move on, then hopefully in twenty years you can look back and say, oh, "I had a part of that." Like, yeah, yeah. Every staff member we've had that aren't still with us had a big part in where we are now, which yeah. is, which is awesome. And I, and I hope they can look back on that fondly. Like, yeah. If you decided in, like, say you loaded up a common folk for the next five years and you decided to leave you left it in a better position than when, when yep. you got there or if it's the other side and you're still there in 30 years you're like fuck how cool is this thing we've created yeah, yeah there's been a bunch of people through but that core group of people that you've been able to cultivate and create that mm-hmm. with like how good your relationship going to be and, and yeah. your respect for each other and your love for each other um, because there's that just that constant consistent tipping in mm-hmm. year after year after year yeah and I think <clears throat> it goes back to that sacrifices and stuff as well like there's times where you forego something or you, you do something for the benefit of someone else or for yep. the business or you do those things and you live in a way that's for others and there's an expectation that like one day it'll be my turn and this will be the right one and it's going to be so much better yep. that I, I fall, I've foregone that prior opportunity which I could have selfishly taken or so like I've talked about it on the previous podcast with that yep. New York opportunity with roasting coffee like it was there it was on the table it was ready to go but it wasn't right and I had to go with common folk and stick with common folk and yep. look at me now like two years on from that yeah, I think it is no but like <laughs> I could have easily been two years into being in New York yeah might have been miserable might have had all the money wouldn't have had any of this community that I currently have now yeah so many things so sometimes doing something for others and sacrificing so doing something that I thought was the best for common folk and then probably yeah. me as well there's, yeah. there's so many things that you've been able to grow like not unintentionally but yeah. not expect like you did, may not have expected exactly. to have these same communities and yeah. things like that but I think people want to give to selfless people as well it's you don't want to sacrifice something yourself to give to a selfish person yeah. it's very hard yeah. whereas if you see someone else who's living to benefit others like yourself like you too yeah. are both trying to better other people all the time I'm happy to donate time and effort and things to you guys because yeah, I'm like they're going to appreciate it yeah. so I yeah. think that's how it, and, and you do it out of out of love and, and respect rather than out totally. of the need to get something whereas back. if it's a selfish kind of person that's receiving it you're mm-hmm. like well that's going to fall on dead ears and they don't really yeah. give a crap because yeah. they're not going to then pass that on to someone yeah. else so. yeah. and I think 
Like I want to create an environment <coughs> where people get a lot, but also have to give a lot mm-hmm. because then everyone's tipping into the well and rather than it just being a everyone's take, take, serving take. each other themselves everyone's serving yeah. the greater to serve the themselves good, they serve the each other yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it, obviously here's where it gets difficult right because everyone's got their own purpose everyone wants to look after themselves yeah. everyone you know if we have basic income then maybe it's not an issue as much but <laughs> um, like one of the one of the um, like analogies I've used in the past is like the friendships are like a bank account mm-hmm. and like friendship relationships whatever mm-hmm. um, like there might be a six month period where like say Coop's going through some stuff where I've got to keep chipping into that bank account like every week I've got to make a deposit and, uh-huh. and look after mm-hmm. him and, and then you know eventually when he's kind of working through it like he might start he, he, he might have a full bank account that he's able to start giving someone else and start yeah. filling their bank account yeah. and then obviously like you know, he'll throw it back into my bank account and then you, yeah. you're constantly yeah. like you're constantly rising it up and you're not just take, 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 take because yeah. friendships sometimes like it's take, 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 take for a long period of time yeah. um, but usually if you have that relationship with someone you know you know that this is just a season or this is yeah. just a period of time where they need they need my like my funds to fuel their bank account yeah. and then you know Coop might give someone else, give someone else, give someone else, and obviously it's a big web of that. But yeah. and you know, when I need help, like I know that I've got people around me to, totally. to help fuel my bank yeah. account. It's hard to know when to. On the flip side, it's hard to know when to withdraw your yeah. funds and, and put them somewhere, somewhere else. But like it's so hard to ask for help. And that's yeah. why I think it's and this is a good group of people as well because I think we're very good at like if I see you down, I'll like, hey, let's grab breakfast or let's do something mm. and tell you, hey, you need to take some time for yourself. You need to not do this. Or, mm. And I think that's... Tell me how to live my life. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, you probably yeah. shave, your, shave your face and then we can both be clean skin. Oh, I think gross. Uh, I might do it. But I think having close friends like that that you give you and receive yeah. from, you can then kind of tell them to withdraw mm-hmm. some from the bank account as yeah. opposed to like just yeah. waiting for them. Like, I'll tell you when you need when I need to give you some more time yeah. and effort and energy and yeah. and you've got to know who's going to like who you can actually give your money to and know that yeah. not necessarily they'll be giving back to you but they'll be able to give it back to someone else right yeah. like if I'm struggling and going through some some hard times like my however many thousand Instagram followers I've got aren't going <laughs> to jump on the phone and call me and ask me how I'm going right yeah. um, same with Facebook like yeah. so we've got to understand that that human connection and actually the people around us, they're the people that you need to ask for help. Like, yeah. like don't put some, um, like a message like out there to the world because you're just, you know, those likes aren't going to, like that dopamine. No, isn't no one's going to tell you something bad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how's, this serving, how's this going to serve anyone? Yeah. Well, that, but that's exactly it. Like it's, if I put out there, like I'm not doing well, maybe I'll get a couple of messages um, but if I come to Tommy or come to Coop or, or go to someone at the, the gym, like, okay, I'm like, I'm struggling. Like I need it's real. It's real. And you can actually yeah. have that connection. It's in, this is going to tie really w- well into the next topic, but like connection and community is what promotes our sense of fulfillment and happiness. And, um, so for the next topic, what let's is, go to the next topic. Cause it'll tie in. What, yeah, what tie is, in what is happiness to you? So, like, this is something that I've thought, been thinking about a lot recently. Uh, it's been in a lot of books that I've been reading and, like, what, what is happiness and how do we define it and how do we... Another question is how do we quantify it? Uh, but to me, uh, 
this is a theory I'm working on. It's called the Pyramid of Happiness. Ooh. It's not really a pyramid, it's more of just Coops. a triangle, but... Coops? I'm going to copyright this. The yeah. dodecahedron of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, for me, happiness boils down to, to three things. It's connection, fulfillment, and environment. And if you can cultivate those three things, then for me, I'll be, I'll be happy. Mm. And reading a lot about connection and having community and people around you that are serving you and you're serving others is just it, like, we kept coming back to it in this, in this last conversation. <laughs> Lachlan's created a bit of a, uh, a uh, image, which we might be able to share at some point, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, those three things, are things that we sometimes neglect, like we might put ourselves in an, in an environment, which, is detrimental to our to our happiness and detrimental to our sense of belonging and sense of fulfillment. Uh, but if we surround ourselves, if we put ourselves in an environment that there's no choice but to uh, succeed or create connections, yeah, then that's super valuable. Mm. Um, there's a book. Um, what's it called again? Uh, willpower. Willpower. Willpower doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. And it's essentially just about how to create an environment that where there's no choice but to succeed. Yep. Or and in, in this case, there's no choice but to be happy. Mm-hmm. So you got to cultivate an environment around you that that leads to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your definition? And like, yeah. Or what? What's important? Or what is it? Man, like a lot of that is very similar. Mm. I think being happy is more than just <clears throat> the light and fluffy. Like it's it's the recognition yeah. that sometimes it sucks. Yep. But being settled and happy in that as well. Like yeah. Always- un- understanding all of your emotions and all your feelings and all the situations mm. and getting to a point of like, that's fine. Like, mm. cool. I'm happy with that. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think part of... Yeah. I was... I was tossing whether to add two other elements in there and make it a star, but I'm happy with the pyramid. Yeah, the star. It's going to be you are. But so under make it a rhombus. Under fulfillment <laughs> comes challenges and experience. Yeah, like we've got a the sense of satisf- satisfaction mm-hmm. of overcoming challenges. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the experience, <laughs> the experiences that we have, that con- contributes to the connection and contributes yep. to our fulfillment. Yeah. Is I, super important. I obviously believe very similar to what you guys believe, but I think for for me and like going through and working on like these kind of theories and thoughts, I think happiness is your ability to be going through a difficult, painful, like suff like you're going through suffering mm. and being able to whilst in that period of suffering, be able to understand that it's just a phase and it's just a season it's just a learning curve that yeah. it's like the universe's way of challenge you, challenge, challenging you to adapt and and overcome whatever it is that you're struggling with yeah. um, and that allows you to be a little bit more aware and a little bit more present in the good times and when things are going well you, and like actually stop and take a breath and like realise how far you've yeah. come and that, that improvement gives you perspective perspective yeah, yeah. Um, we I talked think, about this in my first podcast it was yeah. like 
you you need that very very bottom end to like yeah. mm. show how high the mountaintop is like yeah. Yeah. if everyone was always up 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 like yeah it doesn't seem that up yeah. well, you <laughs> look, at, look at the um, like you know climbing a mountain for example like there's that really difficult times of climbing a mountain and there's times where on the way up there's those downhills where you're like yes we're rolling now we're oh, feeling yeah. good but then <laughs> but then you then you hit with another uphill and eventually you get to the top of the mountain and you and you and you have a look over and you realize that there's another mountain that's a little bit higher yeah but it's between that getting to the top of that mountain and there's that descent that you've got to go down and and you, and you know where you actually start rolling and everything goes well for a while but then usually there's a big valley in between yeah. and i think if we understand that it's not always good and it's not always bad. Sometimes you just got to consolidate and yeah. and and move forward. Um, yeah. And then that valley that is sometimes some people deal really well with with suffering and some people deal really well with success, but most of us don't deal very well with um, lack of progress or lack of um, mm. like we when we're walking through that valley. There's no real ups or downs. It's just. Yeah. You've just got to keep Walk stepping left, left, yeah. left or right foot. Yeah. Um, so we lose that ability to see progress or see a challenge, yeah. even though the challenge is just continually moving. Mm-hmm. Like that whole, if you're not growing, you're dying thing. I think yeah. it's like that's a really important part of my life. And I think to, if I'm standing still, then I'm going backwards. If I'm if I'm taking steps forward then even if it do, if I'm not moving as fast as I want um, yeah. something something the, um, that's an interesting point as well not attaching our happiness to either goals or external yeah. external things there was a I think it was in the 70s that there was this study done so it was a while ago but I think it's still relevant that they the um, experimenters uh, gave a bunch of people a survey and the the participants were people from varying income um, income levels so there were people yep. who were who were very poor not very wealthy and there were other people who were ultra wealthy and they examined the happiness levels of all these participants yep. and there was no correlation between material wealth and yep. happiness and even the so while the uh, the possession of, of resources or material objects contributed to unsatisfaction contributed towards unhappiness yeah there was no correlation between the um having 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 these resources yeah. so it didn't make you any happier to have resources and these materialistic things yeah so having being attached to material material resources yeah is not going to make you any happier no it's the it's the cultivation of relationships and meaningful experiences that make us happy yeah well i think coming back to like maslow's hierarchy of needs is yeah. something that i think we've mentioned it good old maslow look, look in 62 episodes we talked about every topic at least yeah. a little bit but yeah. like having psychological uh, physiological needs as one um making sure that you're yes. sleeping and eating and and have water and then safety second so like mm. having somewhere to live and yeah. make sure you're not going to get eaten by a lion um, or a drop bear if you're from Australia like having social needs so having that connection um, yeah. and then f- having that feeling of like that self-esteem and, and being yeah. able to actually um, feel worth. good about yourself and have self-worth and then from there it's like self-actualization which is yeah. just growth so I f- like I feel yeah. like we have these conversations because we're at the top of that pyramid like mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. like we all feel pretty good about ourselves most of the time 
um, you know, we have that love and be- belonging. Like we've got somewhere to live. Yeah. We're we're safe. We're we've yeah. got enough food. We've got enough water and everything. So we're at that self actualization stage for the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, where we can actually look at like improving where we're at and not just surviving. Yeah. Um, and I think it, what is it like eighty grand is like <coughs> what most like that's the how much you need to be happy any more than that's just extra or something like that I'm not sure I know that like if you earn more than yeah if you earn more than 30,000 US dollars per year you're in the top 1% of the world so I mean that's a that sounds wrong (laughs) well Well, think about how many millions are in like South America and Africa and Asia who live off a dollar a day Mm. like yes like a a meal there costs only a dollar mm-hmm. compared to here where a meal costs 20 bucks yeah, yeah. but so cost of living it's high. relative but that's still I guess oh, yeah, there you go. So I guess I just poked a hole in that, in, in that because <laughs> damn it the cost of living is damn it uh, but it's still an, it's still an interesting point that yeah it's, it just uh, reinforces that study like the having material wealth make you happy. doesn't yeah. make you any happier. Yeah. yeah, and quantifying it is super interesting as well. Like how if you compared one of us living in a, a relatively wealthy Western country, Australia, yeah. compared to someone in Southeast Asia, like am I any happier than that person yeah. because I have all these? You can drive a car. Things. You can jump on your yeah. laptop. You can. Yeah, like all my photos on Instagram. There's so in Bhutan, and I think the UK are looking to do this as well. They're actually quantifying happiness, so they've got a happiness index where they, uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, so they look at. I'm just looking at something now, but they the index is based off nine domains: psychological well-being, health, education, time use, cultural diversity and resilience, good governance community vitality, ecological diversity and resilience, and yeah. living standards. So I think how they they calculate this is they go out to a whole bunch of, of people uh, in, the, in their country and they give them a questionnaire based on all this stuff. Yeah. And then they, I assume it's something to do like economically, they try and um, create, they created this national happiness index to uh, to build policy around yeah um, but that's I reckon that's super interesting like you're quantifying how people a subjective feeling yeah <laughs> it's true but like it's it's perspective as well like definitely yeah someone with those boxes ticked should be categorically happier yeah. than someone that has less of those boxes but it's not yes. a, it's not a const, constant it's feeling not, right like no, so totally. yeah. like I, I, but I think you're more more likely to be happy and happiness is yeah. easier and more accessible mm. with those boxes ticked yeah. is all I yeah. can say like I mean I mean what more can a government do than provide you with those things basics, and if yeah. you're still not happy there's there's yeah something like I guess perspective and gratitude like you said perspective yeah. but gratitude and being able to go well here's what I have yeah. and I love I love having this and it's yeah. like I even the days where like I'm stressed about bills or I'm stressed about like not being busy enough or um, not being able to find time to spend with p- people that I love it's well I have the autonomy to to move things around and I have the ability to change things and like I'm in charge in like 
like I'm the captain of my ship. I get to decide what I spend my minutes doing. Yeah. Um, even if it doesn't necessarily serve me right then and there. Like I know I'm tipping into like yeah. a, a bigger yeah. picture. You got, that's, that comes down to freedom. Like you've yeah. got the freedom to do what you want to do. Yeah. And to, to put your efforts and your energy into things that serve you. Yeah. Maybe that's the like qualifying happiness is the point where you have the freedom to make a decision on what you do yeah. next. That's, yeah. that's to my one, to just that's do. like my one thing that I'm chasing. Yeah. Like I think yeah. Yes, yeah. I've been lucky enough. Last couple of days, yeah, last couple of days, I've had two conversations with people that have sought me out and come to me because they aren't sure what they want to do with their lives. And like, that's a really cool responsibility to have. Like, yeah. um, mm. and I kind of go into those conversations with. I still have no fucking idea what I'm doing with my life. Like, I love what I'm doing every day, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And my first question I ask is, "What do you want to spend your day doing?" Yeah. money was no object yeah but just like just like no other information yeah. just what do you want to spend your day doing and cool. it's, it's kind of like we think about it and talk about it a lot of people don't mm. like what do you want to spend your day doing and it's like well well I don't know like think about it like for yeah. me it's I want to have the freedom to do what I want to do so everything that I'm doing comes back to freedom and mm. money is a big part of that yeah. community is a big part of that connection is a big part of that yeah. um growth in terms of personal development and personal and business development are two big parts of that because if I can cultivate all these different areas of my life, podcast part of it, then I have the freedom to jump on it and record this conversation. Like I have the freedom to yeah. Yeah. sleep in and have breakfast with you this morning. Like yeah. I have freedom to go to footy tonight and, you know, even though I'm not necessarily going to be happy getting up at 3.30 tomorrow morning to <laughs> jump in the car, like I have the freedom to get in a vehicle, drive to pick up Coop, go to the airport yeah. and go on a, a little trip that's going to help us improve what we do. So I think yeah, sure. these are the, yeah, I don't know. My final answer to that what is happiness question is just freedom. Um, yeah. Freedom is perspective. Yeah. I'm going to make a, a uh, hexagon, hexagon. Look, I'm happy to, uh, to amendments. <laughs> So yeah. And we do like have a, a Lockie Wallace annex to the. To <laughs> 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 no, but it's it's it's, it's actually pack. it's not a triangle. It's, it's a pyramid. So there's another couple of extra. Yeah, it's gone three extra points. Yeah, <laughs> wait, there's only what, one extra point. No, depends on what kind of pyramid. Yeah, Is it a triangular or a square. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Look nice. To f- to finish off that question. Um, We've got 15, 15 seconds left on the on the timer, but I, I don't know. I've been in a real bad habit lately of jumping onto YouTube and just going down rabbit holes like <laughs> late at night. Um, so TED Talks have been a big thing, but then following like um, themes from TED Talks, I'll dive into other ones. Cool. A Bob Marley interview came up yesterday about happiness and about being rich, and yeah. I'm just going to – I'll play it for the people and we'll finish the podcast on this. Be good. 